This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. Amen. Amen. Now, I want us to look at Luke chapter 4, verse 17. You know, uh, Jesus went into his hometown of Nazareth, and when he was there, as the Bible says that it was his custom to go into the temple or the tabernacle or rather the synagogue on the Sabbath day. You know, it was his custom. I wonder why would Jesus have that custom? Was it important for him? You know, that on, on, on the Sabbath, he goes, he finds wherever he, he is, he finds a synagogue to go to and to fellowship in the word of God. Why would he have such a custom? Well, it's because it's important you know, that we read this morning that Jesus filled his heart with the word of God. And so that is why he, he did it by, by making it his custom to go into synagogue all the time and to receive and, and, and hear the word of the Lord. And so, uh, if it was his custom, then it would be a good custom to have, you know, something that we would do, a tradition. It's a good tradition. If ever there is a tradition, that's a good tradition. You make it, and therefore that you go to church every Sunday. And not only Sundays, but every time doors are open, you go to church. That would be very much important. You know, and so we, we, we want to, you know, we see that, that it was his custom, you know, to go, into, to go to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And on this particular day, he stood up, and what happened? He was given the book, a scroll to read. You know, he stood up to read. And so we read here in verse 17, that, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. You know, he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. You know, the scroll, when you unroll it, it's just scripture from one end, you know, right up to the other end of the roll. You know, or maybe it was going this way, I don't know, but it, it, you know, it was a lot of scriptures, but he found, you know, he zeroed in on this particular scripture that he read. You know, he found, he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. Now, what was it written? Verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, you know, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And so we see here that he said that he found the place and he read the scripture. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, you know, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. I want you to underline the word anointed. 
know, he was anointed. Now, uh, now, if you go back, you see, he didn't have a problem, and nobody had a problem with him reading the scripture, but it is on the application of the scripture that people were, you know, had a problem with. In verse 20 says, he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all on the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say, see, this is what got him into trouble with those people who were in the synagogue. He said, today, this spirit has been fulfilled in your hearing. You know, today, this spirit, this scripture, has been fulfilled in your hearing. You know, so he was saying that today, uh, you have been reading this scripture all the time. You know, ever since Isaiah prophesied and wrote in the book of Isaiah, and uh, so often you have read these scriptures. You know, but I want to tell you that today this scripture is fulfilled. In other words, uh, what Isaiah was prophesying about is exactly uh, what I have come to do. Isaiah prophesied that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That me, it's me, Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus says the Spirit. So Jesus was saying that this is what happened to me. You know, that I am here to proclaim good news. I am here to proclaim liberty uh, to the captives, re re recovery of sight to the blind. I am here to set all liberty and those uh, those who are oppressed, you know, I am here for all of that. Yeah. And so, he was literally saying that I am anointed. You know, I am anointed. You know, when the Bible says, talks about the anointed one, you know, I am the anointed one. The book of uh, Exodus, I think, uh, the Bible talk, Moses talks about that the Lord will give you his anointed. You know, he's, he will give you a prophet. You know, God will raise up a prophet, you know, like Moses. And so, uh, Jesus was that prophet, the Messiah. So, he was anointed. So, what is this scripture saying? Here in verse 18, if we go back to verse 18, it says, uh, the spirit of the Lord is upon you know, upon meaning that it is coming on top and upon, you know, it's overshadowed uh, the whole being. You know, it's upon me. You know, the Holy Spirit, it's upon me. That's why Jesus was saying. And he says, it's upon me because God has anointed me, you know, to proclaim the good news. He has anointed me. Now, when I talk about the word anointed, when you go to the Old Testament, we see that people were anointed by oil. You know, and they were called anointed one. You know. Now here I'm referring to the priest, I'm referring to the kings and the prophets. You know, that they, there was a special oil that was made and that oil anointed them. Yeah. And when they referred to them, they would say, you know, uh, the priests 
whose anointing came upon or whose head was anointed, you know, or the king, you know, who was anointed. And so these people were anointed by a physical oil. And now Jesus was not anointed by physical oil. You know, there's no way where the Bible talks about that. You know, but he says that he was anointed. You know, and what anointing was it? He explains it right here. He says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me God, because God has anointed me. You know, so now he's saying that, uh, you know, I am talking about the anointing in the New Testament, not of oil, not of the physical oil, but of the Holy Spirit, like he says, the Spirit is the Spirit of the Lord. Is the Holy Spirit anointing that came upon him. Uh, and that is what we need to be desiring for as children of God. You know, not this oil that you can buy, you know, that is sold everywhere. You know, that's not what we should be seeking. Uh, because you can, you can anoint your oil, well, your head with oil, you know, whether it's Vaseline or it's baby oil, you know, or it's oil from Jerusalem or it's oil from Madagascar. It does not matter. It has no meaning at all. You know, so here uh, God is talking what we should be looking for and what we should be searching for is the oil of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I can go and get olive oil and come and pour the whole bottle or gallon of it on your head. If you're not anointed, you're not anointed. Yeah. But if you seek the oil of the Holy Spirit, you know, and that's who we need to be seeking, that's who we need to be searching and going after, you know, the oil of the Holy You see, all these physical oil are a shadow. We're a shadow in the Old Testament. Today are a distraction, you know, a distraction. People are not pursuing the Holy Spirit because they are holding on to the shape. You know, it's just like people, you know, churches that are still believing in the sacrifices, the blood sacrifice, the animal sacrifice. So those animal sacrifices are a distraction to going into the real sacrifice who is Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so we need to move away from all kinds of distraction. You know, all kinds of distraction. And we need to be pursuing the oil of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so Jesus was anointed. He said that the Spirit of the Lord has come upon me. And, you know, when the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit, you know, he really talks about uh, the oil. He talks about the anointing. You know, and so when we talk about anointing, we are referring to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, there is no any other anointing that we should move by. You know, any other anointing is a deception. You know, the only anointing that we are to seek is the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and we should not be distracted. You know, we should never be sidetracked in any way. You know, so there is no physical thing uh, that we should be seeking for is the Holy Spirit. Go after the Holy Spirit. Our target must be the Holy Spirit because Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit. Now, let's look at Acts chapter 10 uh, and verse 38. 
So this is Peter talking about Jesus Christ. He's preaching to the, uh, you know, to the Gentiles here who received the Holy Spirit. And while he was still preaching, now he, while he's still preaching uh, to them, he tells them about Jesus because the Bible says that he preached Jesus unto them. You know, so he tells them about uh, Jesus. And in verse 38 says here, how God anointed, there is that word, anointed. You know, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with what? With holy oil? No. You know, with holy water? No. You know, with uh, whatever soil from Jerusalem? No. With mud from the river Jordan? No. You know, what was Jesus anointed with? Who was actually the, the right pronoun there? It's who was Jesus anointed with? Uh, let me say this, that you should not look for what. You need to look for who. You know, uh, all the oils, all the, uh, the waters or is, is the what. You know, and so never refuse to be distracted from the what. You know, but pursue the who. You know, and who is the Holy Spirit? And so, uh, the Bible says that how God anointed came upon him. You know, just like the oil came upon the priests in the Old Testament. You know, here in the New Testament, now is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. How God anointed Jesus Christ, you know, Jesus of Nazareth, you know, with the Holy Spirit and with power, you know. It was the Holy Spirit and power. Uh, so he had the Holy Spirit and he had power. Uh, he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Let me tell you, when you carry the Holy Spirit, you carry power. You know, and you won't, be, uh, you, won't, you won't be scared of anything. You, know, you are enough with the Holy Spirit. You are enough with the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is why, church, we need to be pursuing the Holy Spirit in our lives, in your personal life. Pursue the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Don't pursue any other thing. You know, go after the anointing. You know, go secure. You know, uh, spend time in worship, in the presence of God. You know, alone, lock yourself in. And seek the glory of God, the presence. Let the anointing come upon your life. Now, how was Jesus anointed with the Holy Spirit? Remember, we read uh, in uh, Matthew chapter 3, you know, and also in Luke, I think it's chapter 3 also, you know, in the Gospels, we read that uh, Jesus went down to be baptized by John. And John saw him. And then he said that, I don't need to baptize you. You know, and Jesus said that, allow it to be so now to fulfill all righteousness. You know, that I would fulfill all righteousness. And the Bible says that John baptized him with water. You know, he went down and he, John the Baptist baptized him with water and he came up. Yeah. Now, when he came up, so there is the physical 
anoint, a, a baptism of the Holy Spirit, of, of, of water, you know, but when he came up, you know, the Bible says that the heavens opened, you know, and the voice from God, from heaven spoke, you know, the voice of the Father, and he said that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, you know, and the Bible says that, and the Holy Spirit descended in a form of a dove. You know, the Holy Spirit came. You know, so how was he anointed? He was anointed by the Holy Spirit. Look at, in, 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 Peter doesn't say in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, that Jesus was anointed by the dove. No. You know, he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. You know, but the Holy Spirit appeared in a form of a dove. It was not a physical dove. You know, don't go out and go and buy and look for doves, you know, and say that I will go with doves, you know. Uh, that's not, it says, in a form of a dove. It was not a physical dove, but it was the Holy Spirit, you know, who appeared in a form of a dove, you know, and he was anointed. So when Peter here talks about that incident and uh, about Jesus and what Jesus was happening, he says that he was anointed of the Holy Spirit. There's no mentioning of dove here. You know, there's no mentioning of uh, water from Jordan here. There's no mentioning of holy water, of holy oil, you know, but it is the Holy Spirit, you know, who came. And so the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to pursue the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know, and that's what we need to be looking at. And so when Jesus took the scripture and read from the book of Isaiah, he said that, uh, the Holy, uh, you know, uh, that the Holy Spirit has come. God has anointed him with the Holy Spirit. He is anointed. The Holy Spirit has come upon him. And that's what we need to be seeking. That's what we need to be desiring. You know, that the presence, the anointing, you know, and the covering of the Holy Spirit in our lives you know, and when we pursue that, I'm telling you that your life will be different. You know, you will be changed. Now, if we look at these two scriptures, you know, please pardon me as I go to and fro on this scripture, but there are key, uh, key and uh, important things here that I want us to see. You know, let us, maybe we are here in Acts chapter 10, 38. You know, let's look at it. It says that, and how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, he went about doing good. See, when you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, you will do good. You know, he went about doing good. And what good was that? Healing all who were oppressed by the devil. You know, so there was the genuine power of the Holy Spirit. You know, and with that genuine power manifested with Jesus healing the oppressed, you know, delivering them and healing them, you know, those who were oppressed by the devil. Yeah, and it says here that healing all who were oppressed, all, not some of them. And so we, we, when we read uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and, and John, we see here that Jesus did miracles. He healed the sick. You know, he healed problems. And so that is why we believe also that the power of God, uh, it's available that when we lay hands on the sick, you know, it does not matter whether the sick is coronavirus 
or not. You know, just like lepers was, uh, you know, contagious then, but Jesus laid hands and he grabbed them and the apostles did that and the power went through them and touched the sickness and sickness disappeared. And so in the same way, we should never ever uh, quarantine the power of God and say the power of God won't work on the coronavirus. It will work. It must work. It is the power of God, you know. And so we believe in the laying on of hands. We believe that when we lay hands on the sick, that the power of God will move and the power will touch the sick and the sick will recover. We believe in that, you know, unless we don't have power. You know, if I have fake, it does not matter what I do, it will never work, you know. But if I carry the genuineness of the Holy Spirit, of the power of the Holy Spirit, when I lay hands on the sick, the sick will recover. And so the, the Bible says that because Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power, he went about doing good. You, know, you can't be anointed and keep away from praying for people or keep away from doing miracles. If you're anointed, you know, pray for people. You know, let pastors lay hands on the sick. Let pastors pray for people. Let the power of God manifest, you know, in the situation. You know, because Jesus said that you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. We need to be doing that because we are anointed of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was anointed of the Holy Spirit. And so, church, I know that out there the media is full of, hey, you know, social distancing and so forth. But you know what? Let us not limit the power of God. You know, the power of God is able to do wonders and miracles. And we need to be doing that, you know, uh, and, and praying for people. You know, it does not matter the sickness. Believe in the power of God. Believe in the grace of God that God is able to break every curse, you know, to deliver people from sickness and disease, to destroy every yoke of the enemy because the anointing, the anointing to destroy says that the, the yoke will be destroyed by the anointing. So when the anointing comes, the anointing destroys the yoke. You know, and that is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And that is the oil that we're talking about, the oil of the Holy Spirit, you know, the oil of deliverance, the oil of breakthroughs, the oil, you know, of miracles and so that's what happened now going back to Luke chapter 4 look at this you know and it says here in verse 18 the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to do what number one to proclaim good news to the poor you know to preach the gospel the anointing is there to preach the gospel you know, he has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captive. The anointing is there to set people free, you know, those that are bound. And the anointing is there uh, for recovery of sight to the blind, you know, that the blind would receive their, their, their sight, you know, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Now, what I'm simply saying here is that the anointing is able to do signs and wonders, you know. It is not spraying, you know, water, you know, that will do the work, you know. All those are gimmicks, you know. But 
it is the anointing that we need to be looking for. We need to be searching. You know, the real anointing, the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You know, that's what we need to be, uh, you know, to be seeking. Why? Because that's what the anointing is there for. Let us not waste the anointing, you know, uh, 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 with, res with due respect, you know, if I can say. Let us not waste the anointing. If you're anointing, if you're anointed, you know, we need to believe God for the supernatural, that God will do great wonders, that God will set you free, that God will deliver you, that God will lead you by his spirit, that God will direct your path, that God will come through in your situation. If the anointing is there, when you rock up in your office, the anointing must manifest, you know, and you don't have to be spooky or, you know, try to show up. No, you, when you have the anointing, the anointing will just manifest. Yeah, it will just manifest. Yeah, I mean, when Peter and, uh, uh, you know, went uh, down the street, the Bible says that they laid the sick along the street so that his shadow would, uh, you know, would be there, would touch them. And you know what? Peter didn't say, oh, you know, didn't make a big placard, an announcement, and say that, you know, uh, I want today is a shadow healing, healing, you know, program, you know, so on. No, he was just himself. He was spending time in the presence of God, and the anointing was there. And so when he moved about, you know, the anointing, the shade, the shadow, you know, which reflected the anointing on his body, on his life, you know, touched people, and people were healed. People were delivered. And so when the anointing is there, that's why it's so much important that, you know, we need to seek the anointing. When the anointing is there, you don't have to be spooky or to try to perform, you know, or to wake up something. You don't wake up something. You know, the anointing will come, and the anointing will minister. You know, when you lay hands upon the, you know, I, I've seen people being pushed, you know, and actually, is there some pastor, I remember one time one pastor prayed for me and he was pushing me, you know, pushing me to, and I, and I was saying, you don't have to push me. Look, when the anointing is there, I will fall and you don't have to, you don't have to push me. And so there are people there that are going, you know, trying to push. You know, the Bible doesn't say that. Uh, when, you, when you fall down, you will be healed, you know. It talks about when the anointing comes, the healing will come, you know. A breakthrough will come, not when you push people to the ground. And so let's stop pushing people, please. You know, let us just allow the anointing. And let the anointing do the work, you know. And so that's what needs to happen, you know, in our lives. And so we, need, we don't need to perform and and, and to do something, just relax, you know, and let the anointing flow, you know. By faith, the anointing will flow. When you lay hands on that sick, the anointing will touch. You know, when you go into your office, the anointing will come and manifest, you know, and people will know that you are different, you know, because you carry the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so that's what we see here in the Word of God. And, and, and now... Let me begin to close by looking at 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. 
Now, the Bible says in verse 20, but you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you all have knowledge. And it says here, uh, you have been anointed by the Holy One. God himself anointed you. Now, how did God anoint? You know, he anointed us with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and so, uh, John was writing to the brethren. He says that, look here, you are anointed, you know, with the Holy, by the Holy One. You are, you have in the presence of the Holy Spirit upon you. Now, look at verse 27, still in First uh, John 7, verse 27. It says, but the anointing you received from him, you know, from the Father. It's talking about a God here. The anointing that you receive from him abides in you. You, know, you have no need that anyone should teach you. Yeah, but as his anointing teaches you about everything, and is true, and it's no lie, just as it has taught you, and I abide in him. He says that the anointing that is upon your life will teach you, you know, in all things. It will teach you about everything. And he says that it will teach you to abide in Christ. You see, any anointing that takes you away from Jesus Christ, maybe takes you to a man or a woman or a thing, is not from God. You know, that if, if, if I claim to be anointed and that anointing, takes me away from the Father, from Jesus Christ, then that anointing is not from Jesus Christ. It's not the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's a different anointing. Yeah. And we should never, we should be clear and we should be sensitive and know what is the true anointing you know, that we need to be moving with. You know. And because there are fake anointings out there, you know, but we need to seek the true and the genuine anointing. And that is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we need to be looking for as children of God. That's what we need to be searching for as children of God. The anointing of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The anointing of the Holy Spirit in our heart. You know, that, that anointing, it will help us to abide in Christ. You know, to live a holy life. That anointing will teach you. It will teach you to live any more, a, 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 live a moral, holy life. You know, it will teach you to be always truthful. It will teach you to be always honest. It will teach you to be loving. It will teach you to be gentle and kind. It will teach you, you know, to walk in the spirit. It will teach you, you know, that anointing will teach you. It is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we need to be searching for, and that's what we need to be really looking for as children of God. I want to pray with you right now. And I want, you to, I want to pray with you that, you know, God, I desire the genuine anointing in my life. Wherever you are, you know, pray that, you know, you have and you receive the genuineness of the anointing in your life. Let the anointing come upon your life and the anointing, you know, uh, that is upon your life will do the way. 
I want you to say this prayer with me. Father God, I ask you right now that I would be filled with the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit in my life, that I would walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Your word says that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And this you spoke concerning the Holy Spirit. I pray right now that out of my heart, out of my belly, there would flow rivers, anointing, abundance of the anointing of the Holy Spirit in my life. In Jesus' name. Help me, Lord, to pursue you, to pursue your anointing, and not to pursue any faith, but to pursue your anointing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I receive the Holy Spirit right now in Jesus' name. Father, I pray right now for the brethren in the name of Jesus Christ, wherever they are, I pray, mighty God, that you touch them by your spirit. I pray that you touch them by your anointing. I pray that you touch them by your glory, God. I pray, mighty God, that their hearts would yearn for your anointing, that their hearts, Lord, would long for your presence. I pray, mighty God, that God, you generate in their lives, in their hearts, the love for your anointing, the love for your presence, the love for the genuineness of your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that you be with them, Lord. I pray, mighty God, that they would, oh God, be, be covered and be protected, mighty God, that they would never, ever be deceived to any fake you know, anointing or anything, but that God, they would pursue you, they would pursue your anointing, they would pursue your glory in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, for doing that by your spirit. I believe that, God, you are with them by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.